Well, baseball is back, albeit for a much shorter than usual season. I used to play baseball as a boy, Little League Baseball, and although I was never very good at the game, I did enjoy it, and it has a special place in my heart. And so I was thinking about baseball this week and about a famous baseball movie, Field of Dreams. Perhaps some of you may have seen it. In it, a farmer starts hearing a voice that ultimately leads him to plow under his corn crop and build a baseball diamond in the middle of rural Iowa. And all his neighbors and friends think he's absolutely nuts. They think you have lost your mind, you're going to lose your farm, you're a total dope to be doing this. It occurs to me that sometimes some of the teachings and commandments of our faith might seem just as crazy as a voice whispering to you, if you build it, they will come. And we may have heard one of them this morning in the epistle to the Romans. We heard that we as Christians, rejoice in our sufferings. Now, doesn't that seem just a little bit crazy to you? Like, who would sign up for that? We rejoice in our sufferings. That sounds just a little bit insane. But it's St. Paul. His feast day is tomorrow. We'll give him a chance to explain. And explain he does. And he says this. The reason that we rejoice in our sufferings is because of hope. It's about hope, and it's specifically about where we place our hope. Do we place it in the uncreated God, or do we place it in things of this world? And I think all of you will agree with me that as created beings, it's all too easy for us to place our hope in things of this world. We put our hope in money, in our 401k or our IRA. We put our hope in earthly relationships, in the love and respect that we hope to have from family and friends and peers and colleagues and our social circles and society in general. We put our faith in science and the vaccines it can produce. We put our faith even in politicians. When we put our faith in these things of this world, they make suffering look just as bad as it can be. Providentially, I came across a beautiful text by St. Viadokos of Fotiki this week. In it, he explains how this hope works. He says, midway between illumination and abandonment lies the experience of trial and testing. And midway between sadness and joy lies hope. This is why the psalmist says, according to the multitude of the sufferings in my heart, your blessings have gladdened my soul. That's so beautiful and so simple. We spend our life in between sadness and joy. And in the middle is hope. And if our hope is in things of this world, it will draw us down to sadness. But if our hope is in the uncreated God, it will draw us up to joy. Very simple. And the reason it works, brothers and sisters, is this. Because when our hope is in the one who suffered and rose 
from the dead, then our suffering becomes connected to the joy of his resurrection. That's why it works. Because he suffered, and because his suffering was overcome in the glorious resurrection. This is the mystery of the cross. And the message of the cross through the words of St. Paul to us today is that our only hope is in God. He is our only real, true hope. So for you, what can you do practically with this? And I'll offer you two things. One, fill your ears with Holy Scripture. Whether it's the Scripture that we heard today from Romans, that this hope does not disappoint us, will not be put to shame. Why? Because God has poured out into our hearts His love through the Holy Spirit that He has given us. But there's another very, very important book in the Bible that I want you to read. And that is the book of Psalms. Don't worry, not all at once, maybe one a day. But the Psalms are one of the best books of the Bible to read during these troubled times. And it's full of verses about hope. I'm going to just read a couple of them to you. And you can take these verses and memorize them and turn them into prayers for yourself throughout the day. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us even as we hope in you. Why are you cast down on my soul and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. Hear us, O God of our salvation, who are the hope of all the ends of the earth and of all the farthest seas. That actually makes it into the Arthoclesia, the bread-breaking service. And then there's a very simple one. My hope is in you. My hope is in you. So take the prayers of the Psalms and make them your own throughout the day. Repeat them as you're walking, as you're driving, whenever you're doing something that doesn't require all of your attention. And the second thing I would challenge you to do is to look for signs of God's hope in this world. And I had one such experience this week that I wanted to share with you. So last year, I was visiting a friend um, in downtown Atlanta, and I saw a van in the apartment complex parking lot that basically had these three words emblazoned on its side. God is dope. Now, the word dope could mean a lot of different things. As an adjective, it could mean very good or cool. It's, you know, kind of slang. But as a noun, it can mean a stupid person or an illegal drug. So I was curious. So I got in touch with a company, and I learned that the people at God is Dope believe in using fashion to try to connect God with the youth. And that the word dope is actually an acronym that stands for, get this, I love this, dependable on providing everything. God is dope. God is dependable on providing everything. So that was encouraging to me. So remember, brothers and sisters, our only hope is in our God. And I hope that you 
we'll realize that when we trust and hope in God, amazing things can happen. When we choose not to put our trust in a vaccine, but in God, he will give us complete freedom from uncertainty and fear. When we choose not to put our trust in money, we can become more generous and become a blessing to more people around us. In our giving to the church, it will enable the church to become what it was meant to be, which is a place pulsing with daily prayer, a lighthouse of learning for those in darkness, a reservoir overflowing with sacramental grace, a philanthropic center in which people from all around can come and receive the help that they need, a place where they receive life-giving services. All of this is possible when we put our hope in God, when we put our hope not in earthly relationships, but in God, then the words we heard two weeks ago on the Sunday of All Saints become true. The promise of the Lord will be fulfilled that those who have left brothers and sisters and mother and father and children and lands for my namesake will receive a hundred times over what they have left behind. So, brothers and sisters, remember that God is our hope. From the cornfields of Iowa to downtown Atlanta. So fill your ears with his word so that he can fill your hearts with his love. Amen.